This is the Illuminate Podcast, a Sandy Boy production. Each week on the Illuminate Podcast, the hosts will bring you insightful conversations and stories of people who are illuminating their own lives through their business, work, community, family, and world. Hello and welcome to the Illuminate Podcast. I'm your host, Emma Benner, and today I'm sharing episode 61 with AJ Wiley. AJ is a graphic designer and illustrator who specializes in outdoor work, and he recently launched his own design brand, Kuma Wave, alongside his brother, Justin. Through their brand, they design and sell stickers and t-shirts that have an environmental and nature design to them. Their brand partners with various environmental nonprofit organizations to take care of the outdoors, and they choose a different environmental organization with the release of every collection. In this episode, AJ talks about the process of designing, the NFL Nature Week that he created, the fun that he has coming up with new marketing ideas for TikTok, how he wants to give back to the environment and others through his brand, the backstory of starting a company with his brother, and so much more. I hope you enjoy my conversation with AJ Wiley. All right, today I am so excited to welcome AJ Wiley to the podcast. Thanks for coming to chat with me, AJ. Hello, yeah, I'm super stoked to, to talk. Okay, let's get started with a super simple yet loaded question. Who is AJ? <laughs> That is exactly very simple and very loaded. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm a graphic designer and illustrator. Uh, I was born in uh, Tokyo, Japan, and I moved to Lincoln, Nebraska at a very young age. And so I, I have roots both in Japan and Nebraska being half Japanese. Um, and I think that's kind of influenced, you know, how I view culture and, and you know, how I view design in that sense, too. But I grew up, uh, you know, a sports guy. I was extremely competitive, um, still am. But I essentially, you know, hung up my boots and, and decided to move on and do design when I got to college. And, you know, it was, it was an ex extremely uh, important and useful time where I got to, you know, find out who I was and, you know, what that meant for my career. And I think through, obviously just working at my craft and experimenting um, i essentially found my style and and who i was through artwork and design so um, a lot of what you see now through my you know, instagram and, and stuff like that is a lot of nature-based illustration where you see you know a bunch of animals and turning that into apparel in which I actually yesterday started an apparel brand, uh, launched a brand called Kuma Wave, which I'm extremely stoked for. And so um, we're watching sales kind of come in from that as we speak. And yeah, super stoked about it. So exciting to have that just be launched. And then, yeah, I bet you're just constantly refreshing the page, seeing if new sales came in. <laughs> Quite honestly, like, um, I, it's, it's a stress that comes. Oh, really? Uh, it, <laughs> oh, because of packaging. It is exciting. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of factors and, you know, I think the biggest stress is the, 
like i i want to have this in your hands you know the packaging i want to ship it to you make sure you get it in a timely fashion and you know obviously the more people buy it the more things to to be careful about Mm -hmm. so it's a good stress for sure yeah yeah i'm grateful so you completely blew up and kind of went viral from tiktok um Mm -hmm. what were you up to right before that and like kind of what kind of following did you have? Were you sharing your designs before that? Or was that kind of how it all exploded and that launched you into your business career? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my design work and my work ethic, I don't think that's changed. Um, if you look maybe four months down the line on my Instagram, you know, I was still posting every day, uh, making stuff every day. And that really hasn't changed. The only difference is... Um, more people see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so when I got on TikTok, I really wanted to, it was really exciting for me because I got to kind of go away from the, I need this perfect graphic every day I'm posting. And, you know, it was more laid back and more um, honest, I think, um, because I can see through video content that's popular that the process and the process videos and people being themselves is kind of what makes the app special. And so through time, I got to experiment with different ways of showing my work, um, different types of design that I did. And I think through that, one, it made me extremely comfortable showing my face. <laughs> so <laughs> before then, I hated, I never showed my face. And, you know, I was kind of like, I'll let my work do the talking. But, um, you know, it really made me comfortable. I hated it at first. But, you know, now it's it's pretty easy for me. And and I'm grateful that I kind of made myself do it. Um, Because that's, I think, kind of what evolved me being more interactive with people that follow my work, um, engaging with, you know, everyone and responding to people. And I think that's a a huge quality that, you know, I discovered and that I want to continue doing. Yeah, I mean, I would say the only difference is the fact that I just have more followers. And, you know, I, I interact with more people. So before you gained that big following and gained a good customer base, what did you envision with your designs and did you envision having your own brand or was it kind of your idea of those call outs you had to sell to, you know, Patagonia, North Face, Nike, different companies that you were designing Mm -hmm. logos and different designs for? Was that where you saw yourself going or did you always see yourself having your own apparel brand? Yeah, so I think what made when i wanted to start an apparel brand was probably like three weeks ago (laughs) um i you know my goal going to college was always i want to work for patagonia you know i I want a cool job where i just get to make apparel all day and you know i'm not extremely i'm not much of a planner as far as my career in that sense um but i knew if i kept working hard and i kept sharing that i would be noticed by these companies and through those TikToks, actually was, um, you know, North Face found me and then I, I interacted with Patagonia about the designs. But, you know, I, I really wanted to just do that as a job. And I didn't think it was possible for me to do it myself this fast. Um, and so quite honestly, down the line, like a month ago, I never would have envisioned me making my own brand at all. Um, it was always kind of like a side thing where it's like, I'm a designer, I'm gonna sell these stickers and shirts every once in a while and, you know, make some extra money. But yeah, that was, that was never really the end goal. And 
it is interesting to see over time that now it's now it's an extremely high focus of mine. So, what brands are you are you currently working with? Are you not at all? I'm doing. Um, so I actually just finished a project uh, with Reebok. So I did this uh, these illustrations for an Allen Iverson anniversary type magazine, which was extremely fun for me. And I have a couple of freelance projects for um, like a sunglasses brand and a couple other side freelance projects. But yeah, that's that's kind of the business side of, of my freelance work and stuff like that. But a lot of the focus has been on my own brand as of late. So I was thinking of this when I was looking at your Instagram. Do you ever worry about someone taking your design that you've put on Instagram or put on TikTok and claiming it for their own? That is crazy that you said that because today someone mentioned me in a post of this brand and they completely ripped off. Um, it was my Live Wild graphic that I made and I sold shirts of it. And essentially they just took off the Live Wild text to put their own brand. They've been selling them for about a month. Oh no. And they just did a giveaway. And, you know, quite honestly, I just kind of laugh in part of it too. Like it was, you know, it was like an account that had 200 followers and, you know, I think it was just somewhat maybe like a kid trying to, you know, make some money, but I had to message him and be like, you know, respectfully, please just like remove all this, like don't sell anymore. Um, so, and, th- and that's part of the benefit of having a brand as well, where, you know, it, it was kind of sticky where I wasn't an official business as a designer, but now I have uh, licensing and, and anything within the brand and what I make that can be used um, and copyrighted. So, you know, there there is that fear that, oh, what if someone I don't know is just literally taking all my stuff? But I also know if I keep making stuff every day, I'm always, you know, 10 steps ahead of whoever's trying to copy me. Mm-hmm. Um, and through time, we know who's doing it and we know, you know, who's working hard. So, mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I guess it's a big form of like flattery because they like your design enough. They're willing to rip it off and yeah. steal it. But yeah. so you don't want that to happen. <laughs> um, For sure. So talk about Kuma Wave. How did that come about starting the business? You work with your brother. How did that come about too, that you brought him onto the company and started this brand that has taken off pretty well, it sounds like, in the first day now? Essentially, it works out perfectly because I love designing, but I hate business. And my brother, Justin, loves business. And so it was maybe a month ago where, you know, I was selling shirts, these three shirts that I sold, and those did well too. And it was kind of a huge boost. And I think TikTok helped me. But after that, Justin was kind of just like, you you need to expand and I want to help you do that. There, there's a lot of parts to the business side I know you hate and I would love to do that. So I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, please help me. Um, and then through time, I think we were like, well, maybe we should do a separate brand name. Maybe we should do this and, you know, separate Instagram and make it official business and the more conversations we had, things started to click and Kuma Wave kind of came about. We'll get on like 30 calls a day and just kind of throughout the day, oh, I have this idea and, you know, oh, we need to do this. And you so, and your brother, you're saying? Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's been cool to to have him because we both fully trust each other and, you know, we know who we are and we know how to contribute with our strengths. So, 
yeah, that's kind of what came about is just obviously me putting in the work for years of having people notice me and, and building this kind of foundation. And, you know, Justin wants to kind of come in to just, you know, multiply the eyes and multiply, you know, the business side of things, which I think I'm extremely grateful for. And, you know, we're already kind of seeing the, the results of that. Do you ship these shirts in your own house or are you using a different company for that and then packing, shipping them out yourself or does a company do that for you as well? Yeah. So this past time I made shirts without a brand, just me, uh, we sold about, about 800 shirts. And so we individually packaged and wrote individual letters for every single one and shipped them out from our house. Wow. And, and I plan on doing that again this time. I think, you know, there, we will hit a point where we just don't have the time and the resources to ship all these, you know, all the time. And so, um, yeah, we will figure that out once that happens. But for now, we want, I want to, you know, have my hands on every shirt, see how, they, see how it looks and, you know, thank them individually for purchasing something. So that's kind of how the, yeah, the process is. Wow. Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> um, it is. <laughs> you mentioned you have a big passion for helping the community and the environment. How does that tie into the brand itself? Yeah. So I, you know, I don't claim to be an environmentalist because I know I don't know as much as I should. Um, you know, I went to school and just like in class, I was just drawing, <laughs> you know, where we have experts that know a lot and and I am learning every day, but the the guilt and where it clicks for me is, you know, if I'm designing nature, I might as well take care of it. And it like, I can't be hypocritical in that sense where, you know, I love nature and I love the beauty it brings, but I'm not doing anything to preserve it or take care of it. And so I'm, I'm extremely purpose-driven. And if my work has no weight, where it's not moving people to be better or be positive or um, influence them in a positive way, then I feel like I'm doing my job wrong and living my life wrong. <laughs> so the goal is that through the brand, we can encourage people, whatever it is with, within their own communities of taking care of you know the environment, but also people and loving people. That's the end goal. And, and me and Justin share that value, which is really great. So um, yeah, I mean, the whole goal is we have apparel that people love to wear and, you know, they want to buy, but there's a deeper message behind it of I'm doing what I love as a designer making stuff. Justin's doing what he loves as a businessman. Like you should do what you do because you love it, but we can come together through not only apparel, but the nature around us that, you know, we're so inspired by. Awesome. So that leads me to something you do do that you have a big part in helping the environment with is the NFL Nature Week that you created. Mm -hmm. I'm in love with this idea, just how it's giving back to the environment, but also mm -hmm. on a really big platform and it has a bunch of potential. Um, mm -hmm. Do you want to share how you created that idea and what it is? Yeah. So the initial project was for my final capstone project for my final semester in college, where you know, everyone has all semester to kind of come up with this thing that culminates you as a designer and, you know, your schooling. And I had just come back from studying abroad in Japan. And I was like, I need a, I need something that 
I will love doing every day, you know, for the whole semester. And through that, talking to people, you know, it's like, I love football, but I also love, you know, outdoor design and, you know, it just clicked. It's like, why can't I do both? And so that's where the project kind of came about where initially it was literally just, oh, I want to redesign every NFL team's logo. But then that expanded into, well, you know, this could be a week and we can make apparel and sell it and posters and custom embroidered footballs and sell these to fans and then raise money towards an environmental project or national park in that state. And then once that kind of clicked, you know, I was designing every day, making these logos. And I think I finished all the logos, all 32 in a month. Wow. Um, you know, I was just, I was just going crazy on them. Like that was literally all I was doing. And um, yeah, it's been really cool. Uh, this brand did this story on this project and I actually got in contact with a couple NFL teams and, you know, times are kind of crazy right now. And so it, it feels, um, you know, like a, a bad time to kind of push this project to them. And so we're really hoping, you know, once things clear up that um, we can get some help and get some eyes on it and, you know, hopefully see some some projects come about. Are any teams or people in the NFL really interested in buying it? Do you think you have a promise to sell it to them? So I can't say the team names, mm -hmm. but... I do have a couple contacts that are interested in, if not purchasing the concept, uh, working together on outdoor apparel um, to sell for certain you know weeks and stuff like that. So um, I'm hopeful that we can make something happen with at least you know one or two teams. But you know if it's a, a league wide thing, that would be incredible as well. Yeah. So how does that work once they buy it from you? Do you get any of the money after that or is it completely in their hands then? Uh, you know, it could go a couple different ways. One being if they purchase the concept and then purchase the designs, essentially it's their property. And, you know, I would get paid whatever amount for them purchasing that content. Or um, it can be on a royalty based contract where every you know product they sell, I'm making a certain amount. So, you know, it depends on interest of the corporation. You know, it's pretty much their choice. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure how they would want to do it. That would be so cool. It'd be on such a big platform to sell a ton and raise, like you said, raise funds for the state's national park and mm -hmm. all of that. That'd be really cool. Um, yeah. You do create posters for different national parks is that something in the works of selling those and raising funds for national parks in that way too selling those through your brand specifically so i do a lot of these fun projects you know solely for the purpose that i enjoy it and i created these posters as kind of a i want to challenge myself this week and i want to make these posters and i think it'd be a fun new project and I have, you know, people reaching out to me saying you should sell these and, you know, whatever that is. And I'm completely open to it. I think normally what happens is I'll make these projects and then down the line, I'll be like, I'll reach out to them and um, whatever. So that would be cool. And I'd be interested in uh, communicating with whatever national parks, but uh, I don't really have anything in the works as far as trying to sell it to anyone at the moment. Mm, yeah, I didn't think about it that way. You could sell it to the national park and have it sold in their shop there. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you love national parks and different nature. What's your favorite one that you've been to? 
So <laughs> funny enough, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not always traveling. Uh, if you kind of look at my Instagram, you know, I, I spend a lot of my time designing. Um, so I actually, I live in Nebraska and Colorado is to our left. And I pretty much go to Colorado all the time. And I have not been to California or, you know, these larger areas that have all this nature, but I've been to Japan and I've, you know, been around a lot of nature. Um, but yeah, interestingly enough, like the three national parks that I designed, like I have not been there. Really? <laughs> um, yeah. I've been Funny. to Utah. So I've been to Zion and Arches and, you know, uh, Arkansas and those areas. But a lot of these kind of projects, yeah, I literally haven't been there. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm doing my research and um, trying to make something connect. So, yeah, well, I guess now is not the time to go check them out either with COVID. <laughs> For sure. Um, do you get back? Do you have family still in Japan or do you get back there at all? Yeah. So the entirety of my mom's family is um, in Japan. So uh, we'll go every uh, year or two and see them, which is really fun. Any designs with inspiration from there? Yeah. So when I studied abroad, I actually, I went and exchanged in a business school. So there were no art classes, but I spent a lot of my business classes drawing. <laughs> so if you go through my Instagram, you'll see a chunk of illustrations of when I was in Japan. And so I, you know, draw the, drew the deer and the monkeys that I saw and Mount Fuji and other parts of Japan, which is really cool. And it, you can definitely see there's a different kind of flavor to uh, my work around that time. Very cool. Um, so what do your days look like with working with um, for freelance companies and then also with your brand? I mean, it might look completely different now that you just launched that. But in general, what do your days look like with designing and how does that all look? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I get to plan my day. I get to tell myself what to do, which is cool. And, you know, I, so I have a lot of time The the time I have, I, I never feel like I'm too busy being able to time manage and, and have a good schedule is extremely important to me. And so, you know, I'll wake up maybe at, I think lately I've been waking up at like eight and, you know, I'll make, I'll make breakfast, I'll shower. And the mornings are more for me to just kind of get in a good mental space if just you know relaxing, taking it easy, that there is a toll I think social media takes on you, where if you let it affect you know the way you think, there's a lot of stress and anxiety that comes with that. And I think I've I found a pretty good balance in knowing when to turn it off, when to just focus on what's around me, and then getting to work. But afternoons normally is when I'm designing. And a lot of the things you see on my Instagram, you know, I'm working on those things. And then freelance work kind of staggers um, on a daily basis of I need to get this done today. And lately, I haven't really been taking on as much projects, like I said. But, you know, my pretty much my whole day consists of designing and then reaching out to people, uh, reaching out to clients and posting on social media. And then, you know, once I make a graphic, then I'm making TikTok content for it. And you know, fun, then finding time to eat. And, you know, then late at night, I get to kind of hang out with my roommates and, you know, just just be a guy and, and enjoy my time. So 
Is it hard to separate, um, you know, work and, and life and relaxing and doing other things because you're so, I mean, there's always something more you can be doing and you're so connected mm-hmm. to it with your social media and now your own brand and things like that. Is it, is that challenging for you? So I think the, the plain answer is yes. I don't think anyone is comfortable constantly being on social media. I, I need to get to a spot where I know I'm not going on social media for validation and attention. And once I know I'm in a good spot where I am just genuinely excited to share and communicate with people, uh, that's when I'll get on. And if you hyper-focus on my engagement on Instagram and, and stuff, you'll see like when I'm on it a lot and engaging with people, I'm in a good spot. And then sometimes, you know, I'm like, I need to, I need to take a break. I need to, you know, go work out and, and make some food and, and do that. Uh, it, it's just really important to know when that is. And so I think through time, I am finding a good balance of that. Because if you were to tell someone, you know, you have to be on social media consistently all day and interact with people, you know, they they would probably have a panic attack and die. But for me, you know, I think I, I slowly um, transitioned into it, which was nice. It was, I'm not really doing a whole lot more. I'm just posting a couple times more and then doing an Instagram live and um, stuff like that. So it's, it's definitely a gradual process of interacting with people. Um, but I also would say I am in the process of figuring out, you know, once a week just to not be on social and, you know, stay off my phone for a day, which I think is really important. Do you feel competitive? I know like social media can be a trap of comparison. Do you feel competitive Mm -hmm. with other designers or people in your industry when you're on social media or even looking at their brand's website or their designs or things like that? That's a good question. Um, And I, and I've battled with this idea of is competition or is competitiveness and comparison interchangeable? Um, I think through time, I've realized that it's not. It, it very easily can be, but I've realized through how I'm wired, I'm going to look at someone's work and I'm going to say, I can do that, but I need to figure out how. And I think the most competitive people, when you look at you know athletics and stuff, they're always... The best players are always the most competitive because they know that they can do more. And through that, they get the best out of themselves. And I think for a long time, yes, I did struggle with like, oh man, this person has more followers than me or whatever it was. That is an extremely unhealthy way of thinking about your own work because then it's not ever about the work. It's about being better. And I think I've gotten to a spot where I'm just trying to beat myself now. I'm trying to make a better illustration than yesterday's and come up with something creative and whatever that is. I think the number one challenge for people who are starting out is the comparison game because maybe you, you don't know yet what you want to do and you know what kind of design you like and whatever that is. I think it's very easy to compare. But I think the the, the cheat code is to know who you are and once who you are is incorporated with your work you'll never look at someone else um, in their work because you know that's not you and so through time i think i've realized 
this is who I am and this is how I interpret the world and design. And it makes no sense to want to be someone else or some other designer because like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with my design? You know, nothing. So in the same way with anyone else, right? Who you are is important and it's not less valuable than someone else's if you look at following count or whatever that is. And I think it's important to know that and, and understand that. That's so good. And it's also probably hard because we're so always so critical of ourselves. I know when I create something or put something together, I look at it and say, oh, that's not very good. But someone else would say, oh, my gosh, how did you do that? Right. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's probably hard to separate that. You're looking at other people's designs from a different lens than you look at your own, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And one of my friends a while back, we were talking about the same thing. He said, you know, we always we always compare our failures with other people's successes. So when you're in a bad spot and you're like, oh, I haven't posted in a while or, oh, my stuff's just not that good. We'll look at, you know, whoever we're following, like they're the best account we can find and say, oh, I'm not like that. And, you know, in the same way, it's like, you don't know their process and, you know, where they started from. And it's just not fair to do that to yourself. So I know it happens and it's natural for people to think that way, but you just got to you know, fight that and, and say it's wrong to think that way. Right. Okay. I, I want to talk a little bit about your first t-shirt sale, your first sale, you know, kind of exploding from there. Do you remember mm-hmm. the first t-shirt that you sold or the first merchandise piece? Cause you sell stickers too. So I guess either, or the first one that you sold. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, if we're talking about stickers, I first, I think sold stickers spring of my sophomore year. And I was talking with my roommates in my room and I was like, I really don't think I'll sell like 250. Cause that's what I was looking at. I was like, that's kind of a lot of money to invest. You know, I was like a college kid. I was like, I don't know. And you know, I posted them as a terrible process. I, I essentially made a Google form. So you fill out the form, you say, I'm AJ, I want this sticker. Here's my Venmo. So I went through every order, <laughs> found their Venmo, Venmo requested them. And then I shipped all myself and I ended up doing that for about a year. But I, I do remember I sold pretty much all of them. And I was like, dang, like th- this is very fun. You know, the, even in the beginning, just like writing letters to everyone's so fun. And, you know, now I'm just like, oh my God, there's too many to do. <laughs> um, but with shirts, so I think it was spring of my junior year. Um, this was also, so I actually made this illustration. It was called, uh, live alive. So it's essentially a bear. Uh, in the text, there was a silhouette of Bigfoot and live alive in between him or around him. And I was like, dang, like, I'm, I'm extremely proud of this uh, design. And so I was like, you know, I'm just gonna make shirts and see what people think. And just the initial process of like, I'm finally making this shirt and, you know, being an apparel designer. Uh, it was just really exciting for me. And um, then too, I was like, oh, I don't know how many how many I'm going to sell. I think I ended up selling like 35, 40 of them. Um, and it was like the best thing ever to see, you know, people buy them and, and see the response I was getting. But, you know, it's, it's the little things with that of simply just, I'm going to make this, I'm going to put it out there and see what people think. And, you know, you just enjoy the process of, of seeing what happens. And then when the TikTok made your 
personal brand and your apparel take off. Did it feel like it was like overnight success? What did that feel like when it all of a sudden started taking off and your number of orders just blew up? Mm -hmm. So I did this uh, period where I was like, I'm going to design a Patagonia shirt every day for the week. And it was essentially just, oh, this will be good content for Instagram. This will be really good content for TikTok. And at the end of the week, I made this TikTok of here's, you know, slideshow of all the illustrations I've made. And, you know, that one blew up and so many people in, in my head, I was like, oh, like, there's no way Patagonia won't see this because people are going to tag them and, you know, it's going to be great. Pretty much like people did tag them, but the majority of people were just saying like, screw them, do it yourself. <laughs> and I was like, well, like, no, I like, I would love to work for them. But yeah, so they're literally like, no, make them yourself. And I thought it was so interesting to hear because people were cheering me on to um, essentially not get a job, but do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> and so a couple of weeks later, you know, I'm reaching out to my screen printer and, and talking to him. And so then that's when we made those shirts. So I took the Patagonia text off. I used three shirts from that collection to sell. And that's when I saw a bunch of orders come in because I had gotten followers consistently for about a month of people, you know, from other TikToks and then seeing that Patagonia one and just kind of gauging the excitement from posting more about it. Um, and then I kind of saw the results, which was really cool. And then afterwards, uh, once I sold those shirts too, I, I did the North Face week. And now, so this first collection with Kuma Wave are three designs that I made essentially for North Face concepts that we're branding for ourselves. Oh, cool. What would be a dream company to work for then? You know, I, I'm still sticking with it. Like Patagonia, I think their value system and the way they conduct what a apparel brand should be is admirable. And, you know, it's never about, oh, we just want to sell as much as we can. It's, you know, we're going to do our best to leave a positive influence and, um, build a community around that same idea. And so that would be a dream, you know, just going to work every day and making apparel and obviously living in California would be cool. But, you know, I, I think I, I really like the high pressure, you know, big responsibility of say working for a larger company like that. Um, but the joy never also goes away with, you know, regardless of the the scale of it. Along those lines, what do you hope that your brand, Kuma Wave, what do you hope that the values that shine through are with the brand? Yeah, I think through a lot of social interaction, and my, my brother's going to help with that, I just want people to know that we want to help and we want to you know answer questions and we want to inspire you guys to be better versions of yourself. And, you know, I just want to keep highlighting the fact that we're not starting this brand because we want to make money. It's because I'm forced to because a, a lot of people want to buy this apparel. So I, I really hope the the idea of being genuine and being caring and, and um, you know, just appreciating the simple things in life kind of show through with the brand that when you wear the shirt, it makes you want to go outside and makes you want to, you know, be kind and makes you confident. So th those are kind of the goals. And then uh, we're still looking at the business side of it, but knowing that you contributed towards a greater cause. So we're going to implement that in the, these next collections. But 
Yeah. Do you ever see your brand connecting with maybe a or uh, an environmental organization or I don't know different parks or nature organizations things like that to help continue that goal of helping the environment? Yeah, absolutely. I I would love to do kind of unique collections throughout where, you know, it's like this time we're doing ocean conservation and so we do more aquatic designs and sell those and then give back to, you know, a good cause with that. And then sometimes, you know, we can do collections with national parks, like we talked about and, you know, making them national park oriented apparel. Um, So that's the fun part for me is, you know, coming up with something new for each collection and, you know, in turn, giving back towards something. So I think that'd be really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you definitely have the platform to do it and the a good client base and following, obviously, with your first day of success, there's a lot to come in the coming weeks, months, years with your brand. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'll make sure to put information in the show notes about where people can find um, Kuma Wave yourself and things like that so they can get themselves some some gear. Sweet. Awesome. All right. Um, we'll wrap up with some end of the podcast questions First, what okay. is the best or most recent book that you've read? So my buddy, Jose, he's a photographer in California. He was nice enough. Uh, he actually bought me a book on Amazon, sent it to me. Uh, it's called Contagious, Why Things Catch On by Jonah Berger. Um, and essentially, it's, it's the science behind why people uh, make things viral. And I think it's extremely interesting. You know, there's some correlations, obviously, with TikTok and how their algorithm works. But knowing what makes people tick and makes them want to share something, that stuff's extremely interesting to me, and and obviously will help me in my design career as well. So um, I'm really excited. I'm, I think I'm like 30 pages in, um, but yeah, that's I would say that's my my most interesting book I have right now. So you're a little bit more interested in the business and marketing side than you lead on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love marketing. I love um, coming up with strategies and advertising, you know, because that takes creativity as well. It's, it's figuring out how do we want to present ourselves, um, you know, stuff like that. But anything financially or, or, you know, anything with business deals, I'm just, yeah, not a big fan of. <laughs> Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Funny. Who or what is illuminating in your own life right now? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, so my roommate, his name is Jonah. He is an engineer and I, I've been really good friends with him. We, you know, we'll go traveling a lot and go snowboarding together. So he, he works at Kawasaki and helps with, you know, building planes and, or trains, excuse me. Um, and I actually told him, I was like, dude, you need to get a TikTok because he also loves woodworking. And so we got a TikTok and he actually blew up as well. Oh, really? <laughs> um, he got a TikTok that got like, I, I want to say maybe it's at like 15 million views now. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's incredible. And so he pretty much has his own shop in the garage mm-hmm. um, and he's making content every day too. So it's extremely fun to be able to have someone so close to me you know, passionate about creating as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being able to bounce ideas off and seeing him grow in that platform and and being able to talk about it too, has been really cool. So yeah, shout out to him. Jonah DeBoer Design, little plug. What is he making? 
So right now he's actually trying to figure out a good way to like make uh, products that you can buy and, you know, easier for shipping. And Mm -hmm. so he's actually making a lot of coasters and like succulent um, Mm, plant holders, stuff like that. He made our kitchen table. He's making side tables. Oh, no. Um, Yeah. He's very experimental. It's really cool to see. So he's always down to, you know, make and test out something. Yeah, that's super cool and awesome to bounce ideas off of each other for marketing on uh, social media together. Yeah, absolutely. It's really fun. What is an organization that you would like to illuminate and share about? Uh, That's a good question. Um, So for me, uh, a huge background and part of my life is being involved with Young Life. Uh, Young Life's a Christian organization. There's organizations throughout the country and throughout the globe. But a lot of what they preach to is fully, fully living. Um, Obviously, it's centered around, you know, Christianity and Jesus. But the one of the biggest qualities is that they never let anyone, um, no one's left behind. And, you know, everyone matters, you know, everyone deserves the ability or the chance to be loved you know, no matter who you are, or what you believe in. So that's been an incredible organization that you see parts of that throughout the brand as well as, you know, our, one of our core values of just making people feel loved and appreciated and valued through my apparel. So yeah, I, I'm a big, big Young Life uh, person. I'm still a Young Life leader. So I have uh, senior guys that are about to graduate high school. Um, and then I'll be kind of wrapping up with the organization at the end of this year. But yeah, it's really cool. Very cool. And lastly, what is your one message to send to the world? Um, I would say, you know, kind of going off the basis of the comparison that we talked about. It's, it's so important to know that you have so much control over your life, even when you feel like you don't. I think the brain is an incredible thing and you can make it believe what you want it to believe. So if you wake up every day and you're like, oh, I want to be asleep, you know, I, I don't want to be doing this today, you know, that kind of causes a chain of events of negativity. Um, and in the same way, if you wake up and you're like, wow, I'm so thankful and grateful to be alive and be able to do this today and this today, right? In the same way, it's contagious. And we've seen it with positive people and encouraging people. You know, it just kind of rubs off you and and you get this energy. And I don't think people realize they can be that person, regardless of if you have followers or you're, you know, influential, like you have the ability to not only just make your life better, but make the people around you's lives better. And that all starts in in your head, right? In the, in the mentality of how you want to live life. And so you know, being in a creative field, the mentality is everything because that's where the ideation comes from. That's where the creativity comes from. And so nothing's more important than taking care of your thoughts and, and the positivity in your life. And the powerful thing is that you have that, you have that control. So, you know, and it's valid to say when, you know, when things are going bad, it's okay to feel, to feel down, but yeah, that's the advice I would give is just know that life is good and there are a lot of good things and the mentality of it can be very much controlled by you being powerful in the way you think.
All right. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with AJ Wiley. And if you want to follow along more with the Kuma Wave brand, you can find them on their website at kumawave.com or on Instagram at kumawavebrand. And that's kumawave, K-U-M-A-W-A-V-E. And head over to Instagram and give the Illuminate Podcast a follow at the Illuminate Podcast where we currently have a giveaway going on this week with guest from episode 43, Eileen Moskowitz-Palma, where she's giving away two signed copies from her recent books that have been released. So make sure to head over and enter that, and you'll also be able to follow along with all updates on the podcast on that Instagram feed. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week.